2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go fishing down the river again. Up before the sun with a can of worms running with my friend. Scurrying down the riverbank, taking our positions on the bridge. Open for that red fin, one pound to put in mama's fridge. Where the wobbler and the dragonfly knew us like they knew the river bend. But as sure as yappies bite your toes, this boyhood story had to end. A very good morning to you. It's six minutes after four on this wet Sunday. Well, it's wet in Sydney and it's wet in Newcastle and it's wet all the way up uh, the coast. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. As you heard in the news, heading for a top of 17 degrees. Had 16 millimetres of rain since 9am yesterday. It came down last night on the northern beaches like no tomorrow. Uh, originally said on my uh, BOM app that we were going to get six mil of rain, but the Wakehurst Parkway's closed and it closes <laughs> after a lot more than six mil, so uh, it has really come down. Uh, particular, mostly local showers, but we'll talk more about that in just a second. The forecast for today, Sydney Harbour, Pitwater and Botany Bay looks this way. The subtly 15 to 20 knots, decreasing to 10 knots in the late evening, seas below 0.5. The Sydney Coastal Report looks uh, south to southwesterly winds, 10 to 15 knots, tending south to southeasterly, 15 to 20 knots late in the evening. Uh, that's sorry, I'll go again on that. South to southeasterly, 15 to 20 knots is what we're looking at. The seas, 1 to 1.5 metres, decreasing to 1 metre around about midday. Southerly, around 1 metre will be the swell, increasing to uh, 1 to 1.5 during the morning. Now, as I said, a bit of rain about at the moment, basically all the way from just north of Wollongong around about Port Hacking, all the way up to Port Stephens. They are isolated, but Kieran Riki, I can tell you, it is uh, pretty heavy rain. It bucketed down last night. How are you this morning? Well, I'm in the same situation, and uh, as, as we speak, it is uh, quite heavy. The downpour has been pretty consistent overnight, and... Uh, yeah, you talk about five or six mil, I think that comes down about every shower that we get. Yeah, it was pretty much the same down here. We... I don't know whether you can hear it in the background, but... No, it's pretty heavy. Definitely can't hear it. But, yeah, we had, like, um, what do we have, uh, a thunderstorm, probably about 10 o'clock, 10.30 uh, last night, and there was only a couple of claps of thunder. It wasn't anything dramatic. Uh, but the rain came down, and it just buck bucketed down and bucketed down, and all I could think about is, great, I don't need to wash my boat tomorrow. No, you don't. And it'll take all the salt off it. Yep. There you go. What yep. a great thing. Absolutely. Per as long as none of it gets inside them, I'm a happy little camper. Yeah, but I should walk down and spray the car and put it out in the rain as well. Yeah. If you're heading out to the Sydney International Boat Show today, I hope uh, the weather does fine up for you. Tell it's you what. A good time to, hey, it's a good time to go to the boat show. You're not going to go out and expose yourself to this climate. So go and have a look around at and a bit of a dream. It does make it a little bit like yesterday. Uh, we had a, a little bit of rain. I caught up with Brad from Renegade Blue Water Charters and we went and had a look, you know, helping him buy a new boat, no doubt, Kieran, I've got no doubt. Uh, went and had a look around the marina. Um, we were lucky we, we managed to dodge most of the showers. Tell you who I did catch up with, the birthday girl yesterday, Michelle Lee, the role we spoke to that uh, rode from Mexico uh, over to Australia, who's yes. currently getting set for uh, the Sydney to Hobart Yacht Race at the end of uh, this year, which should be absolutely amazing. She, When we spoke in that interview, she said that after the, after the row, she'd put on a bit of weight. Well, if that be the case, she's ripped it off pretty quick because she looks super fit. And um, I, I tell you, when she, when she goes from the Sydney to Hobart Yacht Race, she's going to give it absolutely everything. She's just such a determined individual. Lisa Blair was there again yesterday, and Sarah Davis as well. Three women that are just absolutely trailblazing out on water at the moment. And Lisa was doing a, a display, uh, a presentation up on stage and talking about um, how she uh, became the, the first person in the world to sail solo, non-stop, 
and unassisted around Antarctica and some of the dramas that she had achieved. Now, Kieran, <laughs> I'm not trying to cast dispersions on Lisa in any way, shape or form, but you've got the Bahamas and you've got Antarctica. I know which one I'm going to take. You and I both. <laughs> I'm with you, bro. <laughs> she was... Listen, while you're talking about Sydney, let me tell you the low tide at Port Jefferson will be at 5.46 this morning, 0.28 of a metre. We'll have a high just before 12 o'clock at 11.59. That'll be 1.57 of a metre. And the next low will be at 5.58 this afternoon at 0.48 of a metre. So I was listening to that wind velocity. I don't think I'll be going offshore. Uh, if I was going to go out anywhere, I'd certainly wait till daybreak. Well, when I got into work, I checked the latest uh, details from the BOM. They were saying Sydney Harbour... Uh, 15 to 19, 15 knots sustained gust 19 from the south. <clears throat> Mate, it's one of those days. It's one of those days. It, it didn't feel 15 when I came in the front door. Um, just before we came on air, there was a little bit of breeze around. I, I think it's going to be one of those cases, you know, the old, uh, the old weather forecast. Go outside, check the uh, bit of uh, rope that you've got hanging down from the balcony. If it's wet, it's raining. If it's dry, it's dry. Uh, if you can feel heat, then the sun's out. It's going to be one of those days, I think. You know, the forecast is saying, you know, some some reasonable sorts of winds off the coast, and we need to take that on board. Uh, but yet, at this stage, it hasn't... Um, I haven't seen it eventuate. And that includes up on the northern beaches too. And I'm I'm up a little bit high, higher there, and there was just no breeze at all this morning. That's not to say it's not coming, just saying it's not here at the moment. Mm. Yeah, well, it's the same up here. Mm. I'll, I'll catch you later as we go through the morning to have a look at what the wind velocity is going to be up here on the Sunshine Coast as well. But, well, um, well, Windy, uh, Windy TV. I just want to mention you were right about the boat show. Today is the last day. It used to be on for five. Now it's only on for four days. Sorry, Kieran. And just to finish off on that weather, at the moment, Windy TV is saying it's twenty knots, about uh, five nautical mile off off the coast. Yep, last day of the boat show. Yes. So it's a great day. It's cost you what twenty seven dollars to get in. Mm hmm. Children under 16 get there for free. Yeah. So we're going to have a look at it. Walk on the Alan Blake stand and uh, have a look at the stasis, the uh, magnificent uh, watercraft. And they certainly do the job. You know, Kieran, I saw some negativity... Um of the Sydney Boat Show uh, on Facebook. I mean, well, you're always going to see negativity of something on Facebook, aren't you? I... And I know it's been bigger in other years. I, 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 I'm fine with that. But I thought it was great value for money. I, I thought if you... Just one sec. If you're wanting to go out and, and take a look at the latest jet skis, take, take a look at the latest boats, see what's available, compare prices, and have a, a massive um, variant in, in what you're going to be looking at, it ticked all boxes. The... The, the, the smaller stands are around the outside of the main hall, uh, well represented uh, by all the various factions. The only, the only thing off the top of my head that I didn't see there was Navionics, but they're a British company, I believe, so um, not surprised with that. But, you know, and the one thing that stuck out with me is electric motors. Mate, if you don't think electric motors are going to be the way of the future, you've got rocks in your head. There are so many different types of electric motors on the market, market at the moment. Yeah, I personally, from my perspective, um, a little bit cost prohibitive for me at the moment. That's not to say they're not good value. They're just cost prohibitive for what I can afford. But there are so many different types out there. I, I found it really, really interesting. And, you know, I had a media pass. I didn't pay the $27. I'll admit that up front. But. If I had have paid the 27 bucks, I would have thought well worth the financial investment. If you're interested in coming up to speed or maintaining speed with what's going on in the industry, be it boating or, you know, the bells and whistles, which I like so much. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And if you want a day's entertainment, just go and sit in front of the, 
the stage. Oh, yeah. And it's just non-stop, all day. The, the biggest drama I had was, do I stand in front of the stage and keep watching what's going on here, or do we go and look at other things, you know? And the, the guys that were up there, like yesterday morning when we got there, Mossy was up there um, doing his um, Shimano tank um, fishing th- uh, th- And he was using the, um, oh, what do you call it, the uh, the bait attractors, the stuff that you keep saying to use, and just pulling, the, the fish would just go, you could actually see them going nuts for the lure, you know, because of the tank. It was so, it was really cool. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, and people talk about, oh, I don't know, mate, I'm an old bait man, you know. That's what they eat. They don't eat plastic. Yeah. Talk to PJ. Look how the fish respond to those soft plastics and hard body lures. Yeah, well, you know, if you can convert PJ, you can convert, you know, anyone I would think. Well, I'm not saying that he's not open to new ideas. He definitely is. But he went from one extreme to the other, didn't he? So that tells you enough. And, hey, look, you know, from by having soft plastics, you don't have quite as much, you know, your fingers aren't quite as smelly at the end of the day, too. So, you know, and I know this, I know you're going to launch into me for this, but when you're on a cruising yacht, to not be smelling of bait non-stop throughout the day, not a bad way of going sailing. No, I agree. You know, yeah. I, I was expecting you to have a dig at me then. No, I was, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, logic. it's logic. The currents offshore at the moment, they're uh, just, oh, just south of uh, Gosford. Uh, the current's turning around and starting its run down the coast. Down past Sydney, it's only up uh, just under a knot, 0.7 to 1 knot, depending on where you are. And it's sort of pushing you, it's sort of coming in from the northeast at the moment as it finds that little uh, channel towards Wollongong. From Nowra, uh, down where Ross is, uh, it starts to pick up a little bit, 1.1 up to about 1.4 knots, making its way down to another uh, pretty decent size eddy that goes from um, Batesman's Bay all the way down the coast, all the way down the coast. And when you get off uh, Malakuta, you're looking at about uh, 2.3, 2.4 knots of current uh, helping you get uh, down towards Tasmania. That's pretty strong. Yeah, it's, it's even stronger up your way at the moment. It's uh, basically coming in off the coast, uh, touching up against Maroochydore, uh, about 1.4 knots, getting up to just under two knots down past the Gold Coast, all the way down to Lismore. So there is a bit of current running. Then, then it takes a sharp uh, left and makes its way out into the ocean a, uh, a bit and gets a bit confused out there. So, I mean, the point being is that the um, wind is supposed to be coming in from the south today at uh, those, you know, what we were talking about, not, knots-wise, 15 to 20 knots. So you dare suggest that there is going to be a little bit of a lump. Just taking a look at those waves at the moment, 1.5 metres for the late-second period coming in from uh, the east. De- that's north of uh, around about Cessnock. Once you get down to south of Cessnock, pretty much all the way down to Nowra, you're looking at uh, 2.5 metres with a seven-second period. Yep. So it's all going to be good to a degree. To a degree, but you've just got to be a bit wary. Yeah, they've just had some rain. Excuse me. um, I'd be having a little look around if I was fishing in Sydney Harbour. I'd be having a look around the drains. And I'll be over at Rose Bay, fishing up along that wall, all the way around the Vaucluse. Yeah. That'd be a good spot. Some of the runoff, uh, the estuaries that run it, where it's running into the Lane Cove, the bays, Abbotsford, there'd be a good couple of good spots, you know. Mm-hmm. You'll always find a bit there uh, near the Gladesville Bridge. There's a couple of areas there. for us people that have got boats on moorings to have a little bit of rain coming in that's that little bit less growth on the bottom of your boat oh yeah it's good it's good 
Oh, and uh, for Dave, if you're still listening, Dave, you were right, mate. Once, once we spill the milk, we can't put it back in the bottle. And let me say this, but we should not be held responsible for what our forefathers or whatever, uh, if they consider them crimes or whatever they did. Uh, again, so I'm, I've just had that up over my, to my teeth about this voice stuff. I'm tired of hearing it. Mm. So I don't, you know, I'm, I just, and the, the gentleman that spoke about it, I've asked it a million times, I spoke with Owen about it, you know. They've been given plenty of money, and what has been the outcome from that? What, where is the, the expenditure. Where's it gone? Well, you know Dave will be listening. He'll be so looking forward to 5 o'clock when Laurie McAnally comes on. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a Laurie Mac fan. Oh, good. Well, who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> who, who isn't? That, that's the thing. Who isn't a Laurie McAnally fan? Yeah, they all have. Kieran, we might take a break and come back and uh, we'll dash up to oh. Lake Macquarie and have a chat with uh, Brad Ekman from Renegade Blue Water Charters and find out how the fishing's been up there over the week. And we'll uh, take a quick break and be back with more on the other side of this. It's 21 minutes after four. This is 2SM. Talking sport. It's good when you win, but you can't win without having a loser. Exactly. Dennis, I've said that to Pappy and Graham in the lift numerous nights, right? Like, yeah, they're great and they're perfect at a lot of things. But, like, you know, what if there wasn't someone like me who's a little bit dumb, gets many things wrong, etc.? You know, the, the balance of what we bring is... What's what we there wasn't anyone like you. Yeah, we, we well, become, we'd, we'd be professional. we become even. Weekdays from three. We can still win it without Sammy Kerr. Nice. Very good. Very good. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, hey, Glenn, if you may start singing to a big crowd, but I promise by the time you finish, there won't be. Oh, come on. Happy has never tried to sing a word in his life. Not in public, I don't. No, No, absolutely not. So you just back yourself, Glenn. This is 2SM. Talking Sport. Weekdays from 3. For ultimate braking performance on your off-road adventures, fit Bendix Ultimate Four-Wheel Drive Brake Pads. Their high-tech ceramic formulation provides low dust and noise while delivering high-temperature stability and exceptional fade resistance. They also feature our mechanical retention system backing plate for improved pad attachment strength. Bendix Ultimate Four-Wheel Drive Brake Pads. Bendix, put your foot down with confidence. Relax and unwind before you take off when you stay overnight at Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel. Located just a minute's walk to the terminal and a five-minute stroll to the beach, Ridges Gold Coast Airport Hotel is your perfect home away from home. Enjoy a sundowner and meal at Ridges Rooftop Bar with views along the Gold Coast beaches and the hinterland. Visit ridges.com or you can call... Zero seven five six one nine eight one nine eight. When mild arthritis or other aches and pains are getting you down, it might be time you did as others have done and try Arbor Vitae Joint Health. Others just like Tracy. I felt my pain reside after the second bottle. It's also got a great berry-like flavour, which makes it easy to consume. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Go to Arbor Vitae. That's A R B O R V I T A E. Dot com dot au or phone 1300 879-863. The world needs natural resources to build and power our future. For 25 years, Glencore has mined the coal, metals and minerals that advance everyday life, that power our homes and businesses and are used in almost everything around us, from electric cars to smartphones and smart homes. Making Glencore one of the world's largest mining companies you've probably never heard of. For more, visit glencore.com.au. Glencore. Advancing everyday life. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Welcome back to High Tide. Good to be with you. We're going to focus on Lake Macquarie a bit in the last hour of today's program to start at 6 o'clock. 
we're going to be joined by the local member of parliament to have a chat about dredging in the Swansea Channel. I know somebody will be pretty happy about that. Brad Ekman from Renegade Charters. G'day, brother. How are you? Good, thank you. Grant, how's your day going? Not too bad. Where are the fish biting and how are we going to catch them? Uh, the, yeah, the lake has been uh, pretty good for Taylor and a few salmon uh, trolling the minnows again and just looking for the bait schools and birds. But, um, yeah, there's the western and southern end of the lake has been quite good for them at the moment. And then the inshore reefs, like really inshore reefs, like around the headlands in the 10 to 15 metres, there's been a few uh, nice little snappers being caught. We had a bit of a swell, and after the swell, the, the snappers seemed to bite on the sh- in the really shallow areas, and that was quite good during the week. And then out on the continental shelf and beyond, the yellowfin tuna were really, really good last weekend. There was a lot of people catching tuna out there There was. If you do head out to the shelf, do be warned that later on today there is expected to be a southerly change coming through and kicking up those winds a fair bit, probably around the 25 sustained marks. So uh, you want to be out and in very early. Up until that point, it doesn't look too uh, too bad out there. Brad, did you get a chance to go out during the week? No, I haven't, but I'll be, next week I'll be going out there, but... Um I've talked to a few people that have been out there, and it's been quite good out there, that's for sure. Yeah, well, they seem to be... Um, it's sort of a weird little phase at the moment because we haven't really had a winter, um, per se. But the, the fish, mostly because of the moons, they tell me. Um, but I noticed that uh, Friday morning when I wake up bright and early to go off to the uh, Sydney International Boat Show, the moon was out. So I would be expecting... Uh, those that were brave enough to get it, get up at the uh, ungodly hours that I'm forced to get up at, you would probably go out and find find a little bit of a tucker, bit of tucker out there. Absolutely, that's yeah, that's exactly right. It's certainly good for some fish, but you know, not so good for other fish. But it all comes and goes. Yeah, we're not that far off uh, the boating season starting to kick off too, and I, I suppose. From your perspective as a charter boat operator, things are going to get pretty busy around that Christmas period time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to that, that's for sure. Like, yeah, it'd be great to take some people out and, uh, you know, get some good fish for some people, that's for sure. Now, are the people that book with you, are they, like, generally local people or, or are you getting people from Sydney and, and other areas coming up? Because I, you know, I've always thought that you know, the Lake Macquarie area was a, a bit of an unsung destination with regards to tourism. So I'm just curious to know. Yeah, sort of the the core is local people, but, you know, they invite their friends from Tamworth or, you know, from Sydney or wherever, you know what I mean, but the core is local people, it is. But it does give you an idea of how... Uh, important the industry is to, to our economy, well, not just to our economy, but particularly to your economy. Um, you know, these are, these are the sort of activities that do generate, uh, you know, tourism and injecting money into a community. Absolutely, yes. Yes, no, it's, you know, it's, it is a bit of a quiet spot, you know, when you compare it to sort of, you know, Terrigal and Nelson Bay, but um, things will change. It'll, you know, once the channel opens up and a few things change and the summertime comes along, like, every year it'll become more and more popular, I think. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I hope it's not too popular at Christmas time because I want to go up there. Bradley, if people want to book with you, how do they go about doing it? Uh, they can just give us a buzz, uh, 0437-389-097, or just flick us a message off our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. When I call you Bradley, does it sound like you're in trouble with your dad or something? Oh, just sometimes. <laughs> you have a great week. We'll look forward to catching up with you next week. Sounds great. Take it easy. Thank you very much. That's Brad from Renegade Charters. If you're thinking of heading out off Lake Macquarie or in Lake Macquarie, give him a buzz. We'll take a break and be back with more of High Tide on the other side of this. 
Talk tonight with Gary Stewart. Lord, mate, 24 trays of pies, a dozen trays of sausage rolls, and pasties. I'd make about 60 pasties. I would work right through till half past 10 the next day. So when was your time of leisure and recreation? You're a, you're a workaholic. Well, that was it. No, well, I wasn't getting any money. So I was an apprentice. Talk tonight has Sydney talking. All these people are knocking in all these old, old houses with huge trees around the property, not these immaculate gardens. No room for trees or is... No, no. Of course, they build these huge houses on these tiny little blocks. Yeah. Which the Wollara Council just really stops for that. So that's, I think that's the best Good idea. Thing. Good thing. Gary Stewart. Weeknights from 8. I'll just vote no because I don't understand it. Don't do that. That's ignorance. How many times have we heard it? Nothing's new. Nothing changes. Same old, same old. Gary Stewart. Weeknights from 8 p.m. After the big game, every sports fan deserves to kick back and relax. And what better way to do that than with a mattress from OMF? Get ready to unwind in style with the ultimate in comfort and relaxation. So, what are you waiting for? Head on over to OMF and check out their game-changing range of mattresses. Shop online or at over 50 locations nationwide, 100% Australian designed and owned. Where comfort meets sport. Who do you trust to support your nutritional needs during your pregnancy journey? We recommend Natalis Pregnancy Support from Chemist Warehouse. From preconception and pregnancy through to breastfeeding, this Australian-made pregnancy multivitamin delivers 19 important nutrients to help meet your increased needs at every stage. Natalis Pregnancy Support 100 tablets is only $42.99 at Chemist Warehouse. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. You wouldn't operate a chainsaw blindfolded. You wouldn't ride your dirt bike blindfolded. And you wouldn't walk on your roof blindfolded. Yet too many people dig without searching before you dig online first. Because if you don't search first, you're digging blind. Avoid high-pressure gas mains and high-voltage electricity cables every time. Search before you dig online every time. And never dig blind. Something wonderful happens when you visit Mildura. The city vibe continues, but the outback's only moments away. Fresh produce is endless, the embers are hotter, and the night skies seem longer. Nature sings, kangaroos graze, and the sun glistens magically on the river. Photos captured and stories told are shared amongst family and friends. So, when you're ready, start your journey with us. Visit mildura.com.au Listen to 2SM online, 2SMSupernetwork.com. Of high tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Oh. It is 27 minutes away from 5 o'clock here on high tide. Normally at this time of day we'd catch up with Ross O'Brien, but it's uh, just going straight to voicemail at the moment. My prediction is, Kieran, because the rain's here now, he's feeling the cold and he's gone back to bed. Put, put a couple of logs on the fire, let the dog go for a wander. Now he's gone back to bed. I would say that's a pretty good assumption. You couldn't blame him, could you? No, no. But he usually manages to say, oh, I suppose I'd better answer the phone. <laughs> Uh, a big shout out to to a young guy who uh, was announced on Friday as the recipient of the BIA Apprentice of the Year for 2003 award. His name is uh, Bo Dethridge. He's uh, from the Northern Beaches. He's uh, dedicated four year uh, fourth year apprentice um, in marine uh, as marine mechanic at Douglas Marine up at Mona Vale. Well, I'd be absolutely wrapped to. Uh, have him as part of their team and has been kicking some backsides and uh, doing very well. It took out that award and a couple of people were honoured for their um, for their efforts in marine rescue too on Friday, which uh, I want to scream out again. I know I mentioned them yesterday. Kevin Hill uh, was one of those and he uh, picked up the New South Wales Maritime uh, Medal for Safety. Um, has been a long time worker and campaigner and uh, William uh, Blakeman also picked up the uh, New South Wales uh, Maritime Media uh, Medal for um, uh, Community as well. Uh, both of those guys when when they received their award Kieran, it was uh. <laughs> the the 
the things they achieved in marine rescue went on for so long and you're just sitting there and thinking, you know, the, the dedication uh, of these volunteers at Marine Rescue is just absolutely extraordinary. They put there's a, a group of people that put so much in to making sure that not only we're safe out on the water, but their crews that they're you know um, overseeing are well trained and uh, are able to operate in in safe surroundings too, which is tough when you send them out in ugly conditions. Look. It's one of those tasks that you take on and for some unknown reason, it gets inside you, yeah. you know, and, you know, you become really involved in it. You know, it becomes it's a bit of an internal challenge mm-hmm. that takes place when you get involved in these rescue situations. Yeah. You know, and, and think, oh, yeah, yeah, well, that was great, you know, and you're always looking forward to doing more with it. Yeah. And I think that's what happens there, and that's why they've got so many thousands of people that offer their time for other people who who unfortunately um, show their skills on uh, negativity. And uh, what would you say? Uh, I don't want to be too harsh here, but a lot of times, a lot of things, are, like when you lost a fuel and think, you know, when you run out of fuel and, and you don't have various electronic on board, you know? Yeah, it's funny you bring I, that up. I think that's bad management from your part. Yeah, and that was the thing I, you know, in the lead up to taking, um, my boat from Rose Bay up to Pitwater. That's what I was trying to say um, to Alan Blake. I, I didn't want to call Marine Rescue for something that I could have avoided. If something went wrong, right, if, you know, things go wrong. Things things are always going to go wrong. It's the nature of the beast. And when you, you know, particularly with people that have got one motor uh, on their boat, if they have a mechanical breakdown, well, you're going to have to... And don't hesitate. You know, the Marine Rescue are happy to come out and grab you, so don't hesitate to call them. That point needs to be made. But I don't ever want to have to contact them because of something that I let down the side with, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, you could have avoided it. Preventable yeah. issues. They're yeah. the ones I think, oh, no, that's that's harsh. You know, that's to drag them out because I'm stupid, I don't think it's a smart play. Look, uh, I was going to chip in yesterday when they were talking about batteries and boats, you know? Yeah. I've had this discussion with Al a few times that I think it should be standard that all boats should come with two batteries. Yeah. One to run the onboard electronics and the other to power the motors. Yeah. And I, and I think it's a pretty simple thing. And if you uh, buy a boat and it's only got one battery, well, talk to the, the person you're purchasing from and say, mate, I'd like to have two, ba- two batteries on the boat, please. One to run my electronics and uh, one so I know it's going to start the motor. Yeah. Yeah, or even, even you know, even if your boat doesn't come with that and there's not a, a second tray for another battery, just go out and buy a booster and have it with you. They, they, they cost nothing. You can use them on your car as well, you know, and there'll yeah. be there'll be enough in the tank there to give you a, a kick over if they're, you know, that you have some, if you have an issue. Okay. You know, the, even that those little boosters, they're, they're not... Uh, you know, overly expensive. You can get them pretty much anywhere at any of the uh, car accessory places nowadays because th- for that simple reason, <laughs> you wait a hell of a long time for the NREMA or whichever service you're with it the, when you could just grab it out of your, your lounge room and go and start your car. And to have it on your boat's not a dumb thing. And when you think about it, like on Friday, um, the Boating Industry Association uh, revealed their uh, State of the Industry data report, right? Uh, the BIA President, Andrew Felding, uh, launched that report at the Sydney International Boat Show on Friday, and I was, I was fascinated. Did you know that um, the industry had an annual turnover of $9.64 billion for 2022-2023? And that was a 16% uh, turn-up in, um, in, 
in the amount of, uh, of finance invested, obviously coming off you know, the back of COVID, there's going to be a, a little yeah. bit of an upsurge. But like, they're very, very big figures. This industry employs over 25,000 people directly. You know, it's it's a really big industry, which gives you an idea of how many boats are out there on the water. And if only 5% of the people don't keep up with their maintenance, that's a lot of rescues. Yeah, we only go have a look at the boat registrations, mm. you know, for the small boats. Somewhere about the large boats, you know, half a million uh, licensing. Uh, you know, it's the same, over half a million boating licenses, you know, so... Yeah, that turnover incidentally was over the last six years, not the last twelve months. Just to just to clarify that before anyone uh, rings up and screams and yells. But still, those numbers, you know, uh, you know, nearly two thousand businesses, uh, yeah. you know, in, across the nation, uh, taking care of, of boating, and and I, I don't know if that includes online because there's so many online now uh, where you can just ring up and order fenders and and things like. If you do, make sure you measure them. Don't be don't be a me. I bought I bought uh, four fenders, and I don't even think they'd work in my dinghy. Okay. They're pretty small, so uh, I need to uh, dash down to my local supplier and grab some. I mean, they worked fine, but I, I'd like ones a little bit bigger. But yeah, I wonder if that includes online stores as well, because it's it, it, the industry is is massive, and I know that um, there were some parts I needed for my boat that I had to get out of New Zealand. Um, so it's the, the, the numbers, while they're a good representation of how big the industry is, not, not perfect because there is a little bit of uh, quite a few people that will be buying things from overseas as well. You, when we were talking about the boat show, I, I did. <laughs> I couldn't resist, Kieran, even though I didn't have uh, Blakey's credit card. I did go down to the uh, Beneteau display at the uh, oh, marina. Oh, yeah. yeah. They have a first 36 down there, which is just like, oh, really? Do, do boats come that 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 good, you know? Um, and, and what I liked most about it, uh, it had a, a furler at the front, but the main uh, was, a, was a standard ringing. It didn't have a, a furler. Um, there was only... There were only two yachts, I think, I saw from memory that had uh, main furlers. Um... And there's still a fair bit of debate amongst the sailing community on whether main furlers are a good thing because if they jam and the winds have kicked up, uh, you, you could find yourself <laughs> in a little bit of strife trying to uh, desail a boat in big winds. So um, I, I, I've got no problem with furlers, particularly on the on the foresail because worse comes to worse, you can just unhank it and or, or pull it down. If it's a hank type, you can just pull them pull them down. Yeah, the main. You can just reef down nice and nice and easy, and you, you should be doing that before the winds kick up. But if you've got um, if you've got a main that's furled, would you? You know, the, the, as you know, Kieran, the, the tip in sailing is reef early, reef often. Would you wait until the winds kick up before you started to furl because it's just pulling on one rove, right? And then all of a sudden you find, oh, hang on a sec, it's jammed. Uh, could get uh, could get very ugly. Uh, I think I'll be pulling it down. Yeah, and, you know, and, and you'll see that coming. As I say, you know, you keep your eye on that sky, and you'll see. Uh, especially if there's some cloud there, as it starts to streak. Well, then you know the winds starting to get along upstairs. It's strong, and you're going to, and you're in for it. So, and well, with the electronics. Like on your phone, you can watch the weather as you do there on, on the computer. Yeah, yeah. You know, so they're the things that you should have in front of you uh, and have going all the time. So and and whether... You need a ba- one, you need uh, a battery situation where you can be charging your phone mm-hmm. and keeping your eye on it at, as well. And, and because, you know, I, I know... A lot of people with uh, power boats <clears throat> don't run solar, but because I run solar, um, I've got what they—I've got a, a load uh, capacity on um, my output. So oh, I forget what I, I forget what I've got it set at. I think it's eleven point five volts. So um, basically, anything that comes off my battery it has free reign. So my nav lights, 
uh, have free reign. My anchor light has free reign. My bilge pump has free reign. <clears throat> my internal lights on my boat and all of my... Uh, and I, I do include my chart plotter as a non-required... Um, accessory because of the and my, my depth sounder because you know I'm in pit water at the moment if I was offshore I, I would wire it to a different circuit but basically if the long story short is if, if the power drops below 11.5 all of those non-essential systems will switch off so if you did have a system like that on your boat that and not necessarily just for, for solar but something that will monitor your the power out of your battery and it kicks off at a given figure, then you're not going to run out of battery too. So if you can't afford to put a second battery in or there's no room, there are other ways to, to go about it. Well, I think the, uh, the electronics are a really important part of it. I, I do believe in chart plotters. Yeah. You know, I, I think you always need to be able to know where, you, where you're going and where you've been and be able to get back to where you need to be. And they're so good nowadays, too. You know, like, um, chart, charts are always going to change. The depth of water is always going to change, particularly in estuaries and, and places like that, because, you know, sand it moves. Must change everything. Yeah, but you can, you can scan and, and it will rewrite your chart plotter as you go. Now, okay, if you've got the chart plotter behind you like most people do, you're sort of seeing what's past you, not what's up, up in front. But by the same token, you know, if you're going into an area where you think, oh, I'm, I'm not 100% sure about this, I'm going to go in on a high tide and just be a little bit circumspect, well, you're going to get a fresh plot of what's underneath you. So come low tide, you know exactly how much depth you've got underneath your boat. The, the technology is great nowadays, you know. The whole reveal system that's coming into chart plotters where everybody's data gets collected is basically sort of the forerunner for our charts are all, our chart plotters are always going to be kept, provided you do the downloads, are always going to be kept up to date with the latest information. That's got to be a massive improvement for safety. It, it certainly beats throwing a piece of rope over the front, you know how many fathoms it is. <laughs> yeah, going back to the days when you started, when you throw out the line and uh, the That's back it. of the boat and count the number of knots. <clears throat> It's not the best job. <laughs> broken shell and sand, broken shell and sand at four fathoms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in a heavy sea, could yeah. you imagine? Oh. No. <laughs> and, and all of that was dead reckoning too, and they still managed to get, well, most of them managed to get round, not all. Anyway, we'll take a break and we'll see if we can catch up with Bobby Dean, shall we? Okay. 2SM has Sydney talking. Wake up with Richard King. In your opinion, big business with price gouging is responsible for the inflation we're experiencing at the moment, Kevin. If all those people were just a little bit less greedy, how much better off would we be? Then from 9am, the king of talkback radio, John Lawrence. I think you're an idiot. You're a stubborn fool. <laughs> right, uh, OK. I just thought I'd give you something to think about. OK, well, it has. It's uh, got me thinking about stubborn fools that make stupid statements, and you're one of them. Afternoons with Brent Bolsitude. What he needs to do, though, I believe, as the Prime Minister, is own up and say, look, I can't deliver on this promise. Talking sports. Weekdays from three. Happy? I oh, know, I'm just saying. We're not talking about a pup here. He's been around for donkey. Talk tonight with Gary Stewart. They've been screaming out for help here. State government's not listening. Neither is the local council. 2SM has Sydney talking. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. If building a new home is on your radar, you should think about doing it the Powell Kit Homes way. For your peace of mind, Powell's steel frame homes are six-star energy efficient and can be upgraded to C2 Cyclone and Bushfire Flame Zone ratings. 
To find out how you can build your own home, the PAL Kit Homes way, you go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au, or you can phone PAL on 1-800-024-912. Got it? 1-800-024-912. There's more to driving on the road than you think. So when it comes to tyres, you need something that's going to deliver performance when you want it and safety when you need it. Maxxis tyres deliver great value without compromising on safety. Get award-winning Maxxis tyres with the latest technology built in for you, your family and your car. Maxxis tyres. Find out more at maxxistires.com.au. That's M-A-X-X-I-S. Maxxistires.com.au. Sustained performance in league is more than just one great game. It's about playing consistently game after game, season after season. Host Plus has delivered strong performance over the long term with top returns over 20 years. A top-performing super fund over the long term, that's a plus. Issued by Host Plus PTY Limited. Super ratings SR50 Balance Index, January 2023. General advice only. Consider the relevant Host Plus PDS and T&D at hostplus.com.au. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. Search, compare, Host Plus today. This is 2SM Sydney. Of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. It is 10 minutes away from five times a bit. A very good morning to Bobby Dean. How are you, Bobby? Yeah, good, mate. And you fellows? Not too bad, mate. After you've done your fish report, I want to ask you uh, a question, if I may, about uh, freshwater fishing that's been playing on my mind for the last couple of weeks. But I know that you've been doing your ring-arounds and your research, and I- I'd rather you get that out first rather than my rubbish. But I... No, 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 no. It's all part of it, mate. Yeah, I just... I've, I've got a question. We'll talk about it. Go, we'll go with your report, and we'll, we'll jump in on the end. All right. Here's... People with fresh water, it's mainly trout. I can't find it in Wyangle or Burrendong or anywhere like that. Yeah. Wallace, a lot of small fish. My nephew was there yesterday. He got 11 and all under 30 centimetres. There was one black cork, one of, one of the uh, fishing pontoons there. That was a reasonable fish. But, you know, personally, give it three or four months and those fish will get in the mid 30s. Lake Lyle is a nice fish, uh, in the mid to high 30s and a few nice browns. And this time of year, especially in Lyle, I get absolutely something fish. But, um, now, now through to about mid-November, and then they tend, as the water warms, they tend to go deep. And it's, it's a great time to walk Lyle, not so much over on. Um, and, uh, yeah, just walk ashore with a fly rod, mate, this morning. And it's all visual and it's great fun. Good <laughs> quality fishing. And, um. Yeah, Bobby, uh, yeah. the reports from the boys out of Tamworth Fishing Tackle. Yeah. Uh, they were saying that the dams, Keeper, Chaffee, and Split Rock have been a little bit quiet the last week. Yeah, right. So but the rivers have been with the moon, Kira. Very well. You know, I know keep it last time I checked it was ninety eight percent and rising and all the other those other ones they're pretty much full. Yeah, they are hundred percent. Chaffee's a hundred, split off hundred and one. And you're yeah. right, keep it's ninety eight. Yeah, and rising and, last time. Uh, yeah, they're getting the cod there, but they're using spinner baits and hard bodies and shadow baits and things like that. Yeah. They're working but the the two rivers they the cod and and yellow belly have been caught there, but they've been quite good. The more in the field. Glenbourne's yeah. still fishing okay. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've, I've seen something on Facebook during a week. Was it the Man River and the Nimboida closed now? Until right, yeah. October, that's for the um, eastern cod spawning yeah. season. Mm. Oh, wow. But, yeah, you go down... Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I just sound like you left the country. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. The darn thing is about two inches from what the north and south. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, over on Saint producing a few fish and you know, trout, both rainbow and brown. Some nice redfin. And down there, I haven't heard a fishing report out of Team Tagra. That might be a bit hard to get into with the snow. But um, 
I know you can be been fishing exceptionally well. Mm. Yeah, it's a, everybody seems pretty happy down that way. Yeah, especially from Angler's Reach up around that area, Providence. Um, a lot of very good quality browns and a few good quality rainbows that haven't run up to spawn. Ginderbines, uh, it did quieten off when they dropped the dam a couple of percent, but it stabilised for the last week and a half. Uh, they they should come back on the bite there. Yeah, now, out of Ginderbine, as I was saying, there's been some good browns caught up around yeah. eight or nine pounds. Yeah, yeah. I used to get fish like that quite regularly out of Lyle. Right. Yeah. I've got fish in there and well into the double figures out of Lyle. Yeah. I've probably had my butt kicked quite a few times, especially on the yeah. line of fly year. They take the weeds and the timber. But, um, you know, it's a matter of you, you've got to put the time in and find out what works for them. Yeah. But, what they yeah, said to me well, on Friday was that with Googong, uh, the, the red fin had moved into the deeper water with some yellow belly and cod coming from there. Yeah, yeah. Actually, there's been a few trout coming out of NGC too. Yeah, so... Between Abram and Masses. The fish are there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, one of these bloody cars on the road. Well, we're living out that way in the car. Living on fish. Now, some pretty easy style of fishing out there. Yeah. Like a little little hint when you're fishing worms too, and you know you're going to go in a few weeks, get your worms, put them in a bucket full of soil. And when you get there, chuck a couple of handfuls of that soil in. What local yeah. soil? Whatever your worms are in. Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, in the water, chuck it in the water. Yeah, make a ball, chuck it out. It's only fishing. 10, 15 metres out. Uh-huh. And uh, it works exceptionally well. Like a burly. It does. Mm. Um, it stimulates the fish. You know, they get that scent. And a lot of people reckon, you know, don't realise there is currents in the lakes. It's all relative to, to do with the wind. Bobby, we have to leave it there and go to this break. I can ask that question next week. There's no no big dr- and there's no rush on the uh, no, no, the result no, of that one. Right. But um, thanks for your time this morning. You have a great week. Cheers, mate. There he is, Bob. Bobby Dean, taking a look at the uh, freshwater scene for us. Yeah, we'll uh, get it in it because we're in for a pretty hot summer coming up, and the 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 dam levels are going to drop. And I'm really interested to see how the fish are going to play with that change. We're going to take a quick break here at three minutes to five.